Now and Again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage, Keanu, and more, head on over to cageclub.me. That is cageclub.me. We play this song on the radio. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, to the Emotion Minute. This is Emotion, the title track off of 2015's Emotion. I'm Chris Podcasts. With me as always, Nico Vasillo. Hey, everybody. I'm ready to feel all of this emotion. Quickly about the song, some credits, some songwriter credits. This song is written by Carly Rae Jepsen. She has writing credits on most of Emotion, uh, but also was co-written by songwriters and composers Ben Romans and Christopher J. Baran. Um, Nico, the Nicopedia, this is a deep cut, so I mean, we can't expect everything out of the Nicopedia. How are those two names related to Now and Again? Gee, you know, I honestly don't know. They are former members of the popular, I'm, I'm quoting genius off of popular, quote-unquote popular, early 2000s rock group, The Click Five, who we covered way back on now and again somewhere around maybe episode 10 oh that's crazy i never would have guessed that yeah if, if i'm not mistaken um this one you you definitely have the nicopedia, the nicopedia has to back me up on this um they did that just the girl i'm looking for a song right that's them absolutely all right so they also wrote at least one track for emotion um so you know kind of impressed um and this song coming into the album you start off with with Runaway With Me, which could possibly be one of the best, you know, side side A song one tracks ever. That sax that you mentioned in the uh, in the pilot episode, just it's such an incredible opener. It really sets the tone for the entire album. But I think emotion kind of does too. And the production on this track really kind of sets the tone for the the sound of emotion as a whole. Because a great pop album needs to have great production. We, we talked about other pop albums we love, Robin, Sia, um, you know, Taylor Swift's reputation. I think the production is one of the things that made that album kind of like not to the standard it should be held to. Like, it's bad production. A great pop album needs to have great production. And this lets you know, probably even more so than Run Away With Me, that it's going to be produced in such a intricate and well-crafted way without ever feeling overproduced. And I think that is an unsung kind of thing to celebrate about this album. I think of the production on this album as impeccable. That's the word I like to use. Especially on this song, it captures that 80s vibe it's going yes. for effortlessly. Yes. And it does it without sounding like a um, a retread. Like It sounds like it's 80s style, but it also sounds modern. And there are artists who specifically go for really feeling authentically 80s. This has a vibe of that throwback without feeling like it's stuck in 1988. It feels like a firmly 2015 album. Yeah, I love to say that this record sounds like all your favorite 80s songs you'd never heard before. Yes, yes. Like, if... Like, who... Who who and that's that's a uh, that's sort of the thing. It's it's when I think about this album being kind of an '80s throwback, I do agree. Like it obviously is, but 
if you were to say like who is it a throwback to i couldn't really name one artist i think there's parts of it that are very cindy lauper i think there's parts of it that are very mall pop you know with um your tiffany's and your De- and your debbie gibson's maybe this song leans a little bit more debbie gibson than cindy lauper and i think there's parts of it that are um very uh early madonna some berlin even like even even some prints at times like with some of the things she's doing in her vocals like I, I couldn't just say oh she's doing this artist or she's doing this artist it's a it's a pastiche and that's what makes emotion feel both timeless and nostalgic well and I also think we've sung the praises of what a modern record it sounds like we're constantly mm-hmm. singing the praises of how this song could have been by that person this song could have been by that person and that, you know, if you're going to compare it to somebody, it would have to be a Madonna. It would have to be someone who can so capably and cleverly chameleon that yeah, it, it's that level of perfection, that level of sharp brilliance. And, you know, you just don't get a lot of records like that. You don't get a lot of... You know, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, I don't want to overblow the importance of this record, but, like, you don't get a lot of thrillers. Like, I know this isn't on that sales level, but for a generation who'd been waiting for a record like this, it is that level of significant. Yeah, I I mean, we we can, we will say it a million times that we both kind of think this is the best pop album in recent memory, like, I don't want to narrow it down to a year and go back and have a tournament of the best pop albums, but, like, I mean, we, we talked about some really great albums as contemporaries, and this is better than them. Truly, it stands out as one of the most well-thought, well-crafted pieces of music I can remember coming across. I feel like there isn't a moment that is poorly thought. Oh, for sure, and I think that's why that this is this is a great title track. Um, we talked in the pilot about how Carly Rae is never going to hit high notes that blow you away. Um, the chorus of this song, the way she sings a lot of these lyrics, in your fantasies, dream about me, the kind of um, the vulnerability, but the the sexuality in her voice in this chorus is awesome and. That is a thing that that's going to come through through a couple of these emotion um, side A, side B, cut to the feeling, uh, and so on um, tracks. Is that some of these songs they're just about fucking, and emotion is you know it's 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 a song about fucking. Yeah, and if it's not about fucking, it's certainly about expressing yourself through your body and through sound mm-hmm. and through feeling. It's not a song about passive experience right. in your fantasies dream about me and all that we can do with this emotion such like a simple concept and and we're i don't think you'll catch us saying that carly ray jepson is an amazing lyricist and i don't think that'll happen very much no she that's probably the most reductive thing about her work right but i i love the simplicity and the sexiness um of this chorus so much agreed a hundred percent agreed i don't think you get better than in your, like, I mean, it sounds silly, but I don't think you get a whole lot better than that chorus. And you do have some lines on this that are a little, yeah, you know, 
I, I like them, but I recognize lines like "Drink tequila for me, babe. Let it hit you cold and hot. Let your feelings be revealing that you can't forget me." Not you know, she's. Um, I do always feel like she's writing a little bit. Um, you know, she's thirty three. She's our age. Um, I do kind of feel like she's writing from a younger perspective, but there's also the part of that that it, that's just pop music in general. Pop music is more simplistic and she is kind of going for that mall sound we talked about so i'll never fault lyrics like that but um it does make those those better ones stand out and maybe won't celebrate them yeah i get that i do i think one of the things that makes this song click so well is that it does sell the idea of the record a good title track should sell the idea of the record Mm -hmm. i think this tells me what album she's trying to make in a very clear way I don't feel stumped for what she wanted to create a record about. This is a record about experiencing and feeling and, you know, it could be a record about heartbreak. It could be a record about joy. This is one of those songs that gives you the promise of whatever the record's going to be. Yeah, and and I think lyrically even, to kind of pile onto that, the theme of this album, if, if I had to, since this is the title track, I think it's a good one to start with. I think the theme of this album is um, maybe the one place that I will a little bit agree with Max Landis's Weird Manifesto is that this album is kind of about longing in some ways. Like throughout the album, I feel like she, there's someone that's like just within reach, but it's not quite there. And a lot of the tracks are kind of about, about that. Like maybe it's just someone that you're super close with, but haven't made that connection with yet. Or maybe it's someone you're fucking, but you haven't made that emotional connection yet and you would like to take it farther the bridge kind of which i love in this song i love how it slows it down with the what if i turn the lights right down that breathy i feel it coming through it very very um sensual maybe is the the word i'm looking for that sounds like a gross word as i say it out loud though but hey listen to the song i think you'll understand what i'm feeling you and me in the dark right now i feel it um i love it it's it does it does really set the tone for this album lyrically um emotionally no pun intended um and musically love it. it it's it's great it's great I, I don't know if i love the unnecessary um dots between the syllables but other than that love it i think the unnecessary dots between the seal the syllables are so cute i think it's just like because it's how she sings it it just it the hits of it's emotion it's just cute and fun mm-hmm. it feels super harmless whereas a lot of times stuff like that is cloying and really irritating Emotion is just harmless to me. <laughs> I'm going to throw this to you because you're the, you're definitely the singer of the two of us. Um, I I'm I'm such a big fan of um, of runs in in vocals. Um, I love that pre-chorus, the na 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 na. That's the the running up of all the lyrics, um, of all the uh, sorry the running up of the pre-chorus, the notes, um, and that's something that throughout this album I think kind of continues too is for a pop album there's a lot of times you can kind of feel like you know what the next chord is going to be you kind of know what the next note is going to be like it should be here here i feel like this is not as predictable as a lot of pop albums are you know i don't know if i agree that it's not as predictable as a lot of pop albums are but i definitely get what you mean it's she's like um an, she's like an alicia keys not the world's greatest singer so she makes up for it in cleverness definitely mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think this is a cleverly sung record. So even if every song isn't 
the world's most knockout vocal performance, she uses her voice the best way she can. Yeah, the songs, and even though some of the songs were not written for her, as we'll talk about in a future episode, um, I do feel like they crafted this to her strengths, this whole album. Her, her songs in general, they they write to her strengths, which is performance, which is vulnerability in her voice, which is that that whispery quality that she has, that airiness, that breathiness. Again, I will liken her to Kylie Minogue. I think I think Kylie Minogue is the only other artist that could really have sung emotion um, and performed it if, if someone was doing a cover album. I think I think they their lyrical styles, their their vocal performance styles are very, very similar. And I, I like that. I like that you don't necessarily have to belt out every single line. And it allows the music to shine through more when the vocals don't need an entire soundscape for themselves. Yeah, like a Diana Ross. Diana Ross can't... Diana Ross is never going to blow down the house. That's not her voice. But she can still sing powerfully and capably, and no one's ever going to say that Diana Ross, she can't sing. And I, I, uh, the, the, the synth, uh, the playfulness of the synth on this song, um, something I, I don't know if there's a more playful synth on this album other than maybe, well, definitely Let's Get Lost has the most playful synth. Um, but I just love little synth lines that come through that boom, 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 um, following the chorus. That she gives the instruments time to kind of have their moment, um, which makes the song more memorable because you're not just hooked by the chorus. You're not just hooked by the lyrics. You're also hooked by riffs. You got some fun yeah. drum stuff in this. You've got the, the f- multiple fun little synth lines in the song that all come back to that really clever songwriting and the production and giving everything space to breathe. She's someone who understands how to let the song tell itself the playfulness and the joyfulness and the excitedness that she wants you to feel from emotion comes through because it's bouncy all the way through. And I think that's an important thing, and that's kind of the take-home message of this song as a representation of the album. Kind of like with movies, I feel like movies are kind of becoming more homogenous as, like, I know you're the superhero, you know, the podcast guy, so I can throw this to you, but, like, I kind of feel like movies, especially ones that are trying to tell this year-long story or a part of a greater connected universe or whatever, I feel like they kind of forget that they're movies and they're not just lore. Um, Because to have a great film, you still need to think about your... um, You still need to think about shots. You need to think about your color palette. You need to think about your lighting. You know, everything can't be homogenous and just, you know, we just need to have these guys punch each other. You have to let everything breathe. These are bigger works than just lyrics. They're bigger works than just scenes, you know? And Emotion is a pop album that works as an entire album and not just a song, not just a chorus, not just a a radio sing-along. And that's why it wins. That's why it gets a podcast all to itself. That's why it gets a bod... That's why it gets a podcast. Yup. That's why it gets a podcast. The podcast is the... um, the podcast that we're doing next, which is entirely uh, taking your Instagram picture by picture and talking about it. So this is the one where he shows the most dong. <laughs> uh, and that's the emotion minute for this <laughs> this this week. I'm Chris Podcasts. For Nico Vasillo, we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.